welcome back to the Systematic Podcast. Priya here. Hi everyone, it's Alicia. We hope everyone is doing great and definitely feeling festive. Welcome to all of our new listeners, those who have been listening to us already. As you all know, our podcast is all about two sisters sharing active approaches of aligning your mindset to add growth to your life and to others. This podcast is for those who are looking to work on themselves, their softer skill set and a mindset which simply allows them to flourish. In today's episode, we are going to share how to grow through self-reflection and we feel like this is a good topic to talk about because as we all know, 2020 has been a hell of a roller coaster. So we've got a lot to learn from it, but we can really fasten our seatbelts and delve into what have we actually learned and the best way to do this is through personal reflection. So what is personal reflection, Pri? It's a very simple question, but we want to just define it, give it that definitive answer. So personal reflection allows us as individuals to process the most and most importantly, understand the meaning of our great and not so great experiences. The personal value it can add to your life is just literally impeccable. And this can be done alone and also with others and loved ones as well. Yeah, definitely. And we've both been uh, practicing self-reflection and we do tend to do it at the end of this year, especially after the year we've had. But it really allows you to look back over the whole year and understand how wonderful it was, even though 2020 will definitely go down in history. Definitely. Now, what are the benefits of self-reflection before we actually go out and do it? What is the value? Yeah, why should we be doing yeah. it? Yeah, what's, what's the whole point? So what's the first point, Leash? So the first thing uh, which is really important is clarity of thought. The process of self-reflection is very simple and it will allow you to then process your thoughts and especially your feelings, then confronting them is a really important part because instead of letting them sort of take over us, we really want to get to the bottom of them and really understand why we felt that way. So having something... um, written down on paper is a lot more eye-opening than just having it all in your head so it really does give you that clarity the second point is you can uncover hidden gems from your experiences you know this could happen you never know you may actually learn something new about yourself but you can also develop solutions that allow yourself to grow so if you've written it down on paper you can also act on it there's maybe an experience that you've had where you thought there was literally no learning but when you put it on paper it might spark a new idea and get you moving yeah. in a new direction The third benefit is it allows you to challenge your thoughts. Now, the process of thinking about the good and the bad of a situation really allows us to challenge our thought process. You know, looking at something that was terrible, something horrible that may have happened, but what are the major learning points from it? It really allows us to sit down and, okay, let me challenge my thinking. What was good that came from this sort of negative experience? Or vice versa as yeah, well. Yeah, or the other way around. The fourth point is it allows you to track and record your development. If you reflect regularly, which is a great thing to do, or even if you do it towards the end of the year, you kind of build up a log so you can read over your older notes and see how far you've actually come. 
even though you may not even realize this, but even if you do it once a year, it's just that progress. And then you can see what you were thinking last year versus what you're thinking about now. And hopefully this will reinforce that year on year or reflection upon reflection, you are actually growing. Yeah, 100%. Um, The fifth one is it enhances your self-awareness. Understanding yourself is a really key point. The act of self-reflection is an act of self-love, essentially. And it shows you that you value your own thoughts and your emotions fully. So it's like a date with yourself. And, you know, you know, it's me time where you can go over things. And um, it really boosts your confidence because you're understanding why did I make those decisions? What was the reason behind them? What influenced them? So it's a very personal moment that allows you to... enhance sorry your self-awareness and understand yourself better the sixth point is you inspire self-acceptance self-acceptance is just self-mastery and sometimes people don't fully love themselves after certain experiences or, or anything that can be coming their way so allowing yourself to reflect allows you to accept yourself for who you are and in order to move forward that's actually the most important thing we need to do you know, you can't truly love anyone more than you can love yourself. So yeah. that's some deep stuff there. Yeah, definitely. The seventh benefit is it's an intentional living. It's an intentional lifestyle going yeah. forward. You know, self-reflection can also stop you in your own tracks, but it can allow you to align yourself with your greater passion, your cause or your mission in life. So you could be reflecting... Um, you know, on your job during this exercise. We're going to go on to certain areas that you can reflect on, but then realize this job's not serving any purpose to me. It's not aligning with what my future aspirations are. So it really allows you to self-manage yourself and navigate so that you're heading in the right direction of what your goals and your dreams are, essentially. So those seven um, benefits sound very beneficial, uh, pardon the pun, but I really feel like there's so much more to it and we need to act on it. It's a very, it's, I think reflection, yeah. reflecting is a verb. It's a doing word. You have to do something. And also it's not in, not all in your head. It, the For me, reflection is you've done it, but there's got to be something that's propelling you more forward. So what can we reflect on? I think there are some key areas of your life that are important that you should reflect on. Now, this may vary for some people and there's no particular order, but yeah. we wanted to list out eight sort of areas to really put you know put yourself into that frame of mind and think about what has happened in in these areas in the past year so in no particular order we've got health family your work you know your job your career spirituality finances relationships your home and also your passions. Now, these are all the areas which uh, you'd probably want to reflect on. But I know, previous to when I used to do self-reflections, it's really difficult to get going. Like, what do you do? And I remember when I first did it, I was like, I don't know what to think about. Like, what what questions do I ask myself? What do I need to do to get down to sort of delve deeper into something and I needed that guidance and it's really important to know the awareness of being able to self-reflect but how do you actually do it what's the best way to do it? it's easier said than done you know everyone could be like I'm gonna self-reflect 
on a weekly basis. I'm going to evaluate my week <laughs> or I'm going to do it every month or every season, every year. But do we actually get to doing it? And I think the yeah. reason behind that is because nobody really knows how to properly do it. I know that was for me. I don't know about you guys if you feel the same, but how do we actually do it? What's a good way of really self-reflecting? That's a really good point, um, Leash, because reflection can also be very positive. I've uh, One tip I would definitely yeah. give is looking into your photos and then you looking over the year, that's reflection on the whole year. In a that's actually a really way. good point, yeah. Because you could, to be honest, if, if it's worthy, you've taken a photo of it and that's the way it goes. So any event that's happened that you may have forgotten about in the year of 2020. So even for us, you know, January, February, March might have been fantastic. You might have had some great moments there. You can pull them out by using your phone. So I know we're trying to step away from the phone when we're, trying to write things down and reflecting but it's a really good way to start because you can just pick up the key moments that in you know sparked a lot of joy and I think that's a great place to start with reflection yeah but there is um, a model created by a gentleman called Graham Gibbs and it's called the Gibbs reflection model he is a researcher who created a simple model that will literally allow anyone to conduct effective relationship with themselves and also amongst other people I believe it beautifully breaks down the process of reflection to literally bite-sized chunks. And if you're anything like me, pen and paper and journaling, it just seems too daunting. You don't know where to start. This process that we're going to go over with you today should actually um, get you excited to do this process. So I'm I'm quite, um, you know, super excited to share it with you. The first one is a description. The second is feelings. Third is evaluation. Fourth is analysis. The fifth is conclusion and the sixth is action plan. I know this sounds like a typical like corporate model, yeah. but we're going to break this down a lot faster. So let's go back to number one, which is the description. So what happened? Now you can, of course, do this process for each of these, uh, each of the areas that we mentioned yeah. earlier. So, you know, if we're starting off, for example, with work and your job pick an event so pick an area and pick a particular event that occurred in 2020 what exactly happened describe it you might want to write these in bullet points you might just want to continuously write down sentences it's very personal but it could be related to anything it could be positive or negative you want to write down exactly what happened so example could be that you know due to the pandemic, you've been made redundant, or maybe you started a new job and you got a pay rise, or maybe you were put on furlough and now you're back to working again. Pick out the event and and write it down. Yes, and the second is feelings. So what were you thinking and feeling at the time? Just literally, this is really my favorite bit because sometimes you're not true to yourself, you're true to yourself in your mind, but when you put it onto paper, it just, it's like you're offloading. So give yourself time to unravel through all your thoughts. This is, this is literally journaling, a journaling exercise with a bit of structure. So an example is, as Alicia was working on the pandemic and example, your career or work, how did this make you feel? Were you distressed, overwhelmed? Were you upset? Or were you actually happy and motivated to be leaving the kind of formal line of work you were doing to pursue something better? It could be a complete flip side. Like Alicia said, you should do it in each category that's important in your life, but also pick a positive and a negative experience just to balance it out. Otherwise, you could just have everything COVID, COVID related. You don't want it to be, um, we know what's happened this year. We don't want to reinforce it. Yes. Yeah. the next? 
So the third step in that uh, model is evaluation. What was good and what was bad about the experience? So this step is basically critical thinking in action. There are always good and bad aspects of an event. So what you want to do is you want to draw a table out and you know have a, a list of good and a list of bad and just l- let it flow. You know, what was the good thing um, about you know being on furlough? Maybe it wasn't the situation you wanted to be in, but what was the good? that came out of it. Mm. So evaluate it. It could be you had more time with your family. You could focus on some projects that you weren't able to do because you were always at work. Maybe it was practicing self-care a lot more or, you know, embedding a new routine. But the bad thing could be that you didn't have a routine to begin with. You were like, oh my God, what do I do? I'm not going to work. Or maybe you felt like you you know, you had time off, it was like a holiday, but it had some negative impacts, the fact that we were just sitting on the sofa all day and, you know, snacking on food and we may have put on weight. What is it? Write down the good and bad in a list. The fourth is analysis. And I absolutely love analysing. So what sense can you make from the situation? If you could literally do a step-by-step analysis from what had happened, but from an outsider's perspective, and also what's what sense you can make of it it will allow you just to have that refreshed outlook and especially if something has happened a few months ago or it's something middle of the year I mean COVID kicked off in March so reflecting on it now you may have a different outlook yeah so you could also delve into what's what's the key kind of important parts that have been highlighted to you yeah for example for me like the COVID-19 situation has really drummed down the importance of health and made it at the paramount of everything and every decision should be based around your well-being so example that could be a sense of the situation yeah but this is where you get a little bit more analytical and and you want to think from a completely as if you are looking at someone else's challenge than your own i know this can be really difficult but it's just adding sense into the into the sense list sometimes yeah the fifth part of the model for self-reflection is conclusion. Now, what else could I have done? Were there any other options? You know, it may not be the case, but sometimes we may have reacted, done or implemented something different. What is that? And it's it's not a moment where you're like, okay, my God, I should have done it like this. I mm. regret doing this and not doing that. It's not to sort of ignite those negative emotions, but it's about going deeper and understanding what lesson was learned by the particular outcome that you got versus others? You know, what else could I have done? Maybe if I did something like this differently, I would have maybe felt a different emotion if if I did it a different way. I think it's looking back at, okay, maybe I could have done this. I know everyone will probably do this. Yeah. You know, I could have used my time and done this instead of just binge watching Netflix. You know, there's lots of things we could have done, but it's important to conclude that. But were there any other options? Were you even, you know, getting involved in other activities, you know, learning a new language or doing something online? Or did you not actually have any opportunities at hand? And that's the reason why there wasn't anything else for you to do. So maybe you want to then work on that for, for next time. And that nicely leads on to an action plan. So the main question you're asking yourself is, if the situation arose again, what would you do? You, we have to do something different. We can't, yeah. we can't be making the same mistakes again. So literally you'll write down, 
next time I'm in this situation and to be honest we don't want to be in a pandemic ever again let's yeah. be realistic but no thanks <laughs> if I was ever in this turmoil of, of a situation I would do xyz what are the key lessons and how can you ensure you grow and develop from this point onwards so you can also make an action list for what you're going to be doing tomorrow and, and beyond that that's yeah. going to be different to what you're already doing I mean a good point is we don't want this to happen but next time you might be forcing yourself to work on the savings element a lot more mm. I mean one big question right now to everyone is you know were you financially and emotionally prepared for the pandemic and how has that impacted you so also that clarity of thought will allow you to align yourself a lot more and I feel like when you're putting a little action plan for yourself and your thoughts you feel really good at the yeah. end of the self-reflection process you'll be sitting there and thinking you know what, I've, I've looked at this situation, I've looked at this event that cur- occurred, but I've actually got a few few things that I need to get done af- after doing the exercise. I think that's why I like the model so much. It's reflective, but also very action-orientated. And I just feel like you have to be action-orientated. That's my mindset. You know, if you're doing something, you need to see the outcome as well. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, this year has just gone by so quickly another year will go as well. But what are we learning from it? And obviously this year was very different to what anybody had thought. You know, 2020 was one of those years where everyone was like, yeah, this is my year, it's 2020. It just sounds so good. But, you know, it hasn't been so great for you know whatever reason that is but what can we learn from it and how can we change what we did uh, you know looking now that the fact that we're in December and where things were at the beginning of the year there's a whole lot of change but have you changed as a person you know have you learned something new about yourself throughout the process or maybe you've missed out on something and it should really highlight to you what's important and where your values lie you know if you weren't doing the things that you really wanted to do during the pandemic and um you were like oh I can do it now because I never used to have Mm. time before but you still didn't do it maybe those things don't even interest you yeah maybe that's not even your passion or you know it's just something that you think you enjoy no wonder you haven't done it yet because you probably don't like it it doesn't align with what you want to do so this will really help you find out okay yeah I want to do this in the new year I want to take those steps forward to actually making this come true and you know doing those actionable steps like Priya mentioned so I I think it'll be good for us to um, summarize as well because there's a lot of points to these so hopefully to the, we have yeah that. to the Gibbs reflection model and another thing I wanted to say to Alicia before we move on to that is even us starting this podcast yeah is a positive for 2020 yeah so even amongst all the challenges and, and everything that everyone has been going through there, there may be a lot of positives that you've had of 2020 you know look think about the happy moments the good things that have over that have become even if you have had a lockdown birthday or if you haven't it just I think everyone has had a lockdown (laughs) birthday (laughs) unless you were born between uh January up to like end of March you got lucky Uh, but it's just genuinely you never know what how you could be looking back on the year and we want to be positive but you also need to acknowledge what's gone on so just to re- just to recap on the reflection model, there's number one, which is description, what happened. Number two, feelings, what were you thinking and feeling. Number three, evaluation, what was good and bad about the experience. Analysis, what sense can you make of the situation. The I don't know what number I'm on now. The fifth, yeah, fifth. <laughs> conclusion, <laughs> what else could you have done. And the last one, which is the sixth, is action plan, if it arose again, what would you do differently? 
Or, yeah. or, if, or maybe you won't do something differently as well. Yeah. And I think you can apply this in different ways, but you can do this task on your own. But you could yeah. also do it as a family or yeah. maybe as a couple. Um, you know, you might want to sit down and, and reflect together. So it's not a task that you have to do on your own because sometimes it can be a little bit um, overwhelming um, be like oh my god I've got to answer all these questions on yeah. my own I don't know so do it with a friend do it with your partner do it with your parents um, and it will really help you reflect and pick yeah. out the good things that happened in the year so that's good Alicia that you covered who because yes the number one and the most important person is with yourself yeah but we have been spending a lot of time with family as well so you can include them in this exercise and I remember doing this self-reflection activity uh, for quite a few number of years. And I always use the happiness planner yeah. as my go-to in terms of resources. They do an end of 2020 um, kind of piece of PDF that's ready to download. They even had um, a COVID-19 pandemic uh, handout available too. Yeah. So I really love that there are resources available. I mean, you can create your own, but don't be afraid to look online to get a bit more kind of prompt and guidance. I think I think I love what I love about the happiness planner is it makes you think about um, and it challenges you and say sum up the year in three words. Mm. How good is that? Sum it up in three words. Sum up your emotional state in three words. Yeah. Or even in one word if you can. My favorite is literally listing down all the good memories of 2020 or, or the, every, every year that I've done it because I've done this with my family and you sometimes you forget about all the exciting things and that's why done. it's really good to go through your pictures because you would have definitely taken a photograph or maybe your calendar if you're yeah. somebody who um, books in things whether you're going out with your friends you put it into your diary etc go through that because it will remind you like oh yeah I had dinner with my friend that day that was really good so definitely look back at those memories and most importantly, sometimes your best memories are with other people as well. Yeah. So even though we may have been in very isolated times, but we could have had something on Zoom or an experience. I, I know it's been Online, very virtual, yeah. but it could something else could have happened, which will be part of your memory. But I know I did this with my mum uh, a few years ago, and I remember we had been to a lot of concerts that year. <laughs> and it was really good because we didn't realise how many um, yeah. people we had gone to see. When we had done the self-reflection, we were like, wow, we've had a great year. We've done this, we've done that. We've had these great moments. Yeah. And it just makes you feel a lot more grateful as well. Exactly. I was going to add that point in. It's a really good exercise to actually look back at the year of what you're grateful in now. I know we have a, another episode on how yeah. to practice gratitude, but it's an amazing tool. And even if you start by just reflecting on 2020, you will see there's so many things to be grateful for. The fact that you were able to just isolate inside your home um, is such a big thing. You know, being able to have food and shelter, it's the smallest things. So it will really aid you in also practicing that gratitude because you'll see when you write down all the great things that have happened. And even if it's something little um, or something big, it will really give you that that sense that, you know, I have so much to be grateful for. And doesn't matter how 2020 went, the next year is, is going to be what I make of it. Yeah. 
And also, one thing that I do at the end of the year is more of a financial audit. Mm. Um, I know self-reflection is good, but also reflecting on your finances is so powerful. When you're ending the year, you're going to realize that you were not spending money as much as you used to. I hold my hands yeah, up virtually 100%. to that. I know Alicia will agree. Our lifestyle has changed, but reflect on that. See, you know, going into the new year, what are the key things that you want to keep on top of? You know, you might be ordering from Amazon every day, but, you know, will you continue doing that in the next year? I know we need our necessity-based items, yeah. but also think about how your um, lifestyle has changed. Yeah, definitely. The fact that not, you know, going into work and working from home, we've driven a lot less yeah. and that money that we would be spending on fuel. So maybe you can look at, if you are still working from home, whatever that situation is, you've hopefully created that habit. You know what, was wasting this money here or you know, doing this and doing that. And now I've had the opportunity to save. You want to take that forward yeah, with you. Yeah, it's, it's a good habit. And I know sometimes we like to, if you're anything like me, you spend money because you can go out and you see something that you thought you needed, but you never needed. But how many of those items did you buy this year? Yeah. You know, even if you're into fashion, you might have bought a lot of clothes, but also think about the environment. I mean, one thing I love is the fact that my car hasn't got as many miles on it. Also, write down mm. the environmental considerations you've had. Being at home, is there anything that you've changed differently? Even yeah. cooking for yourself and buying food from a local market versus just going to a big um, high street outlet where you're always buying food from. Think about how you've impacted the society. This is a nice holistic way. But I really think with your finances, it's nice to know where you stand at the end of the year. And one tip I would give to everyone is I know it may be looking a bit dark out there in terms of savings mm. but do not not stop saving it's a key part of just surviving yeah and I also feel that it'll go back to the question of during this pandemic if you were financially impacted were you even prepared in the first place you know we always prepare for a rainy day but we are going through an ex extreme hurricane so we want to make sure that if another situation arises in the future, where the future is going to be so different now anyway, it's molded and, and adapted and in a new way and a new life form in itself, how are you going to make sure that when you come out of this episode of our lives, yeah. how will you be different? What type of person do you want to be? Also think about that. When you self-reflect, you can also reflect on how you want to be in the future. So think about what else do I want to do in going into 2021? I know this will be touching on future episodes that we have planned yep. out in terms of goal setting, but do have that reflective state of, I used to get really angry when I was driving around and rushing. And now I'm going to reflect on the fact that I do not want to do that. And I haven't done that much this year. How has yeah. this helped you in terms of your well-being? There's so much to look at and um, self-reflect on. And I'm sure we can all spend some good amount of time doing this. So we definitely urge you guys to really look back at those particular areas and reflect on the good things, on the bad things. What have we learned from it and how we can really truly grow so that next year can be a much much better year so in this episode we've really covered the main thing was the model but we really wanted to just add some value into your lives by sharing how important it is to take out that time to self-reflect and basically have a meeting with yourself you know get your pens and your journals out and really start writing down your thoughts 
We hope that it's helped you and you're able to take that time out to really look back over the year and pick out the highlights and definitely focus on the positive things as well. And with that, please leave us a review and share this episode and this whole podcast with other people who you feel will benefit from this. Our aim is to really help as many people as we can. And we will catch you guys on our next episode. Bye for now and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.